This is Dan Eaton. I'm a reporter with Columbus Business First. Ohio allowed restaurants and bars to open patios on May 15th for the first time in two months. Dining rooms can open May 21st. But it isn't business as usual. New rules intended to slow the spread of COVID-19 are in place. Social distancing is the watchword. I talked to three restaurants and breweries about the return of customers last weekend to find out what they learned and what the ongoing challenges may be. In this podcast, you'll hear Brian O'Malley, co-owner of Kitchen Social at Polaris, which actually received a warning letter over the weekend from Columbus Public Health. After Brian comes James Knott of Noctera Brewing, which opted to start strict with the hope that it will be able to ease up after customers get used to the new normal. Finally, I talked with Matt Harding of Lindy's, owners of one of the city's most popular patios, about setting up safe and preparing for rain. Thanks for listening. What was your plan heading heading into the weekend, into into reopening? What were um, you know the steps and procedures that Kitchen Social put into place prior to opening? Well, as you may or may not know, we were doing the carryout throughout the course of the process and trying to keep as few people as possible coming in and out of the restaurant. We actually, we closed on Mondays during that whole process. So everybody got it, all, all of us got a day off. And then we worked the other six days with the same cooks, things like that, to minimize the amount of people coming in. And as we got closer to this, what we ended up doing was last week, we uh, not only were we closed on that Monday, but we also closed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And what we did was we brought our, our whole team back of the house and front of the house in, and we retrained everybody. So we had four-hour sessions, basically about breaking down into a couple. We spent an hour each day, hour, hour and a half each day, talking about sanitation practices, talking about the new norm as it would be. Everything, you know, Dan, from uh, what the hostess would do every half an hour, wiping off door handles, wiping off bathroom door handles, wiping off bathroom faucets, things like that getting everybody informed in the process of, okay, we're doing carryouts still. Here's how the carryout's going to work. You know, because honestly, during that whole process, my family and one of the other guys' families, they, they basically did 95% of the carryout. Like my yeah. kids were in here, my wife, my buddy's you know, partner's kids are in here with his wife. And so we walked them through that process of how we handle carryout, whether it's, it's a mask to the car, gloves on, uh, bringing hand sanitizer to the car, so after we gave them their bag, we actually gave them some hand sanitizer squirts if that's what they wanted. And so we wanted to make sure that the staff was informed of how we handled curbside carryout. Then we also took the, uh, the process of talking with the cooks, uh, basically of how they're going to have to handle it. We talked about the mask wearing for front and back of the house. We talked about gloves. We also talked about the fact that, you know, gloves are a false sense of security. You know, you think you got the gloves on, you think you're good. But quite frankly, sometimes it could be worse because you think you're safe. Uh, you know, you're still doing all that touching and, or you grab a handle, but you got a glove on, you think you're okay. So we went through about an hour and a half, both on Wednesday and Thursday. And then we retrained everybody on the full menu. We retrained everybody on all the beverages. One day was wine. One day was social cocktails and just how we were going to approach it. We talked about the six foot distances between tables, which later I found out actually it wasn't the actual tables. It was the actual chairs, which was a bit of our, uh, a bit of our issue. And, and so we just walked them up. Here's how you're going to walk people to the table. Here's what's going to happen. You know, we went to reservations. You may or may not remember, we never took reservations. So yeah. started taking the reservations so we could space 
the tables. We talked to them about the fact that, hey, it's going to be 75-minute increments for reservations. And we told all our guests, you know, this is a – if you have a reservation at 6, you have the table until 7.15. Then we left five minutes in between so we could sanitize the table, sanitize the chairs. Every time we brought menus back to the hostess stand, we had two piles clean, which have already been sanitized, and then we had a pile that needed to be sanitized. Yeah, I mean, I think we went through a pretty in-depth process of how to get there. What was the weekend like? You know, it was great. First of all, we couldn't have been more excited to have people in here. You know, working with the same guys every day, 14 hours a day, we were happy to talk to somebody else. <laughs> so when we got guests in here, people were just relieved. Uh, relieved to be able to, to go out, not to just sit at home and have a cocktail and eat, or sit on their patio, or eat out of plastic containers. They were excited to... Uh, actually come out and, and, and talk to someone and sit on a patio and do those kinds of things. You know, we had, honestly, I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing for us just personally because as we looked at it, no less than 25, 30 tables, we were their last meal before they, the whole thing went down. And so we were their first meal when people came back. So we were really, really genuinely excited about the loyal guests. And everybody was very, very receptive. Uh, they were receptive to the 75 minutes. They were receptive to the fact that the staff was wearing masks. They were receptive to how we handled everything. They praised it, and, you know, and, and so we tried to make sure we, after we got caught, we took a pipe and we cut it six feet long. So now we know exactly where everybody is. But, you know, and so our outside patio bar is kind of divided right in the middle. Long term, the plan was to have about 14 seats there, seven on each side. We took it down to four on each side. What ended up happening is health inspector came in Saturday, you know, and, and listen, I'll preface all of this with, you know, Listen, they've got a job to do. As I told the staff here, because people were upset because they really felt we did a good job. Mm -hmm. We really, really worked hard to try to keep people safe. We really spent a lot of time and money teaching and coaching everybody on what we needed to do. But the reality was is that, uh, um, you know, she's got a job to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you could pull over doing 58 and a 55, you're still speeding. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so we weren't doing 90. But the reality was we had, like, for example, we had a two-top that had paid out at the bar on one side. And the other seats were open. And we had a five-top come in. And so we had told them that, hey, go grab that side, and then you can have that side of the bar. Well, when she walked in, the two people hadn't gotten up yet, and so the five top and the two top were too close. And they were. She's right. Uh, they were too close, and, and we missed it. You know, it's, it's, it's our responsibility. We missed it. She didn't. You know, she's making us better at what we do, trying to learn through this process. And mm -hmm. I think for everybody, Dan, it's going to be an education. It's also not just educating us, but it's educating the guests. Uh, educating the guests that I'm sorry, you can't, I have two people. I know, I know that it looks like there's room there, but I can't put you there. Yeah. And so you're going to have to now wait outside is six feet apart outside the gate. And that's when you have the ability to come in and grab a seat at the bar. If you didn't have a reservation, Hey, we missed it. We own it. And, uh, that, those are the facts. I know that uh, it, it probably could have been a lot worse maybe for some others, but for us at the end of the day, we just, uh, our people were too close. I, I saw your name on it, and and I was surprised. But but I also, I'll be frank. I, I kind of completely assumed that this is probably just an example of of the the learning curve that that businesses are going to have. Folks that are trying to do it right and have the best intentions, but um, but you know, you can only control so much sometimes to to an extent. So so that's one of the reasons I was looking forward to this conversation because I think you're probably speaking to things that I think a lot of people in the restaurant community uh, can relate to. And it's funny, Dan. You know, it's uh, you know, we went from a twelve table patio to a seven, and now it's at six, just to ensure that the you know we've got six feet between the back of the chairs. Mm -hmm. I mean, we even went to the extreme to say, okay, this is where a normal guest is going to sit. 
we took our biggest guy, six foot four. We said, okay, this is how far back he'll sit. And we added a couple more inches to yeah. meet six feet on the other side. And then what we did was on the inside, you know, we had gone from 29 tables to 14. And we went ahead and reduced one more table on the inside just to be sure, not that she's happy, but, but that the people are safe and that we're following the, the guidelines as set forth by the government. One of the things I, I really found this weekend was that there's, there is two camps. And, and the camps are either I'm not comfortable doing it, and, and I can tell you what, and we're excited about those people because we can hope we can serve them carry out for a long time to come. Yeah. And the ones that are, are not reckless, but the ones that are just like, you know, I'm ready, I'm done. I'm ready to go out and do it. And, and I did not find anybody, Dan, in the middle. It was either I'm okay or we're going to continue to do carry out. I mean, we got emails from some great regulars that say, hey, we're going to continue to support you through, uh, through curbside carry out. We said, yeah. great. We're excited about that. And we even had a lady comment about why did you guys get busted on Facebook? Yeah. And uh, so I put out something. I just told her the same thing. You know, look, man, we own it. We missed it. And uh, we, we, we really did do our best. Uh, it hurt me, to be honest with you. Yeah. It really hurt me because I really feel like personally, you know, myself and the partners, we take it very seriously. And, uh, you know, and you kind of get lumped in with the big group. And, you know, you know, everybody gets the same punishment. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the reality. Uh, but I can tell you that we're going to work very, very hard to, uh, I mean, re-educated our people again mm -hmm. on how to make sure no one sneaks on, not sneaks, but how someone doesn't open the gate on the patio sure. and up to the bar. Uh, that we just, you know, so we've got people posted, diligent, to make sure that people know this is the entrance, this is the exit. And I'm sorry, you know, you can't, we do have two people sitting there. You can have the very next spot. How were sales the, this past weekend in terms of you've been living on carry out for a while. What sort of impact is, does bringing people back even to just a few seats on the patio? Like what did that do for your business over the weekend compared to previous weekends? It gave us a heck of a boost, you know, yeah. uh, quite frankly, Friday night, you know, put it to, you know, put some percentages to it. Dan. it was, it was better than a 67% increase in business yeah. on Friday, probably closer to 80% on uh, Saturday uh, and Sunday. And I think, you know, part of it was, you know, six additional tables, which yeah. helps. But the reality is people also drink it now. And even though you could take some carry out liquor and we did that, you know, I, you know I, I was very grateful that they allowed us to do that because I think that was, that does help. It really did help. But the ability for people to sit down and have a couple of cocktails on the patio and sit at the bar and drink, it yep. clearly, clearly helped our business. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, that's good for margins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sure helps. It does. It, it makes up for some of the, all the plastic you're, you're putting food in. That's, that's, that's expensive. I, I tell you, we, we found out quickly that uh, we were not prepared for carry out. Yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't necessarily created for carry out, obviously. Uh, but what was funny then was that, uh, you know, the, not only just, okay, how do you expedite all these items into a bag versus a tray with plates, right? And so there was a little bit of that you know, trying to make sure everything was labeled and marked so the guests would know exactly what it was. And there's obviously just an additional cost, you know, 30, 40 cents, 25, 30, 40 cents per container. It, it's expensive to do carry out. You know, we didn't do third, third party. Honestly, we just, we just felt that the cost didn't really fit our program. Can you think of anything I haven't asked you about? Again, just kind of wanted to get your impressions from this, this opening weekend, the challenges, what, what challenges do you think will be going forward? There's a couple of pieces. I think first and foremost that the biggest challenge restaurants are going to face right now with this is the control of the guest because yep. the guest is really, uh, as much as they understand it, if they're willing to come out, they are less concerned. And I think that was, you know, I think there's evidence over the weekend with some of the restaurants. People are just ready, right? And, and I think the ability to control that is, is not quite as easy as it seems. 
Yeah. You know, people are going to get up and they're going to see, hey, there's Dan. Let's go say hi to Dan on their way out. And they're going to stop and talk at the table. But the ability to, to get people to understand that you just you can't do that. I, I got to shuffle you along. And I apologize about that. The comfort level of the, of the staff and the guests with trying to make sure that you're maintaining safe distance and trying to make sure that, uh, that that's part of it. I think personally for us, we look at it as the business is expensive. This is, gonna, this is going to add percentages to the cost of doing our business, not just with sanitation in terms of you know, buying those things, but also just the staffing and the way you have to run it now. It's going to cost us more money to operate our restaurant today than it did before. It just yeah. is. You know, we, we, we estimate, Dan, it could be anywhere near three to four points of bottom line profit in already tight margins. And then when people say, and I had someone tried to rip our uh, sanitizer, uh, uh, you know, we installed them off uh, on the doors, you know, right yeah. by the doors in the bathrooms. <laughs> so we ripped it off the wall. Clearly they needed it more than we did. But, you know, so it's just, it, there's some silly things, but uh, I think the margins are going to be the hardest part for us to figure out, okay, how do we do it? Did you catch the person who ripped it off the wall or did you, did you notice it later? No, you know, quite frankly, the hostess heard something because the men's room is right behind the hostess stand. Yeah. If you heard something, young, young yes, 18-year-old, so I'm glad she didn't do anything else. She actually came to get a manager. Yeah. And when we came back, it was laying on the ground in pieces, ripped off the wall. You know, it's comical to, to some extent. I guess yeah, but, you have a better attitude about it than I do, although you've had a few days. I'm sure it wasn't real comical in the moment. <laughs> you, know? you know, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, you look at and, you know, we, we really tried to operate this whole process, Dan, where somebody's got it worse than we did. You know, we were fortunate that we could do carry out. And, and honestly, I spent more time with my family over the last eight, nine weeks than, than I had in, in the six months prior because they were here every day working with us. You know, so it was good bonding, family time, but uh, we're excited to get back to the whatever that new normal. Going into the weekend, I guess, what was what was Noctera's plan? What are the steps you guys took to make sure everything was going to run as well as you can make it run? Well, our initial goal was that we wanted to start with kind of the strictest, safest interpretation of the regulations and start there as the basis. And then over time, as conditions allow, we felt like we would be able to ease up. But for this weekend, we um, focused on if you're in Noctera, you have to wear a mask until you're seated at your table. So as long as you are walking around getting beer or going to Ray Ray's food truck, you got to put your mask on. But as soon as you're sitting at your table, you can take your mask off if you wish mm -hmm. and maybe enjoy a little bit of normalcy. The tables outside, did you have to move everything around? Were you already kind of pre-set up to, to, to accommodate those regulations? We're pretty lucky because we have a very large outdoor space, probably one of the largest in central Ohio. We actually just took a tape measure and made sure that all of our tables were six feet apart. We actually only had to remove two tables to make enough room. And basically there's six feet between each table with plenty of room for people to walk between tables. We went with a very strict interpretation of that. If you look at some of the photos and videos from the weekend, you can see that there's plenty of space for people to move around. People were well-behaved. They were sitting at their table. We had very few issues. People were just very thankful to be out. You've been through a weekend now. Were, were there any surprises? Was there anything that uh, worked better than you thought? Was there anything that maybe didn't work quite as well as you had maybe hoped? The face masks uh, are very controversial. So, we did not announce that 
right away that we were going to require that. And so we were kind of worried a lot of people would show up not expecting that and then turn that and get angry or frustrated at us. But we really only had a handful of people that felt that way. And I think even those people that, you know, once they realized that we were serious about enforcing it, and once they got their beer and sat down at their table, they walked away with feeling really good about it. How did you handle ordering? Is it still you have to go inside and, and, and line up for the beer, or did you set up an outdoor component for that? Yeah, we removed some seating from inside of our tap room. We propped the door open, which we plan to do whenever weather allows. So you could just walk in the front door. We had marks on the floor. We had lines. We had plenty of space. You would walk in, order your beer, then step over to a pickup window, and then walk out a different door. And so we really took time to think about the traffic patterns so people weren't even necessarily having to cross upon each other. You know, we discussed a lot of different scenarios. In some of our original scenarios, we had hostesses and waitresses and all this stuff that we're just not set up to do. And we had to go back and rethink this. So what would be the like the Noctera version of staying safe? And we felt like we could give our customers a lot of responsibility to act responsible and to follow the rules. And using that system, we were able just to have a simple system of socially distanced lines for the various services that you wanted to get. Yeah. And we monitor, we monitor capacity by assigning each person to a table. So they weren't allowed to buy beer unless they had had a table assigned to them. How was business over the weekend? Business was great. Yeah. People were excited to get out. And obviously, we were one of the first places to open up. I could tell kind of early based on the vibes we were getting on social media that there was a large portion of people that needed a place to go. Yeah. Uh, and so my initial concern or our concern as a company was just to how do we manage that crowd? Mm -hmm. And we took that very, very seriously. We have like a line outside the beer garden gate marked off with social distancing marks every six feet. We have plenty of signage and we had a traffic manager to like guide people. Like if they were just here for carry out for the food mm -hmm. truck, they would go a different direction. If they're waiting for table service, that was a different direction. And just like meeting people right when they showed up and making sure they're getting to where they needed to go right away and traffic management, I think was the key to like keeping everybody safe gotcha. and happy. Did, did you guys get rain Friday? I know some of the folks I, I, I talked to said that, they're, that they had gotten some rain uh, Friday. Did you get rain and, and what do you do in that scenario? How did you deal with it? The rain, that was a tough, tough scenario that we didn't necessarily anticipate too far in advance but basically we have very large umbrellas mm -hmm. over our picnic tables that helped us out a lot because it was like short enough that people could kind of like brave the weather under their picnic tables mm -hmm. we were prepared to tell them that the beer garden was closed and that they might have to head home Mm -hmm. We do have some covered seating under our porch, but not enough to house all the people in the beer garden. We're looking into investing in more umbrellas, mm -hmm. but you know, when they make, even when we open up our inside, we won't be able to host all the people from the beer garden. So it'll be, it'll be tricky, but it'll be a matter of setting expectations and telling people they have to leave, which yeah. you never feel good in disappointing a customer, but it's important to be safe right now.
you touched on this, but I wanted to come back to it. How was the, the customer attitudes? Were they, were they pretty good? Were there, were there, it sounds like masks, maybe, you know, a couple people weren't happy with that. Were there other issues? I guess, how, what was the tenor of, of the people coming to visit? Uh, the response that we got, like, I literally worked the front gate for several hours a day because I wanted to see how it would go, how the flow was. And so as people were leaving, they actually would stop and tell me without being prompted, thank you so much for doing it this way. Thank you for doing it safe. Like this is the gold standard for how it should be done. And they were so grateful just to have a place to get out and feel normal again and not feel like they were like crowded in. It's a tough choice as a business to like limit the amount of people that can come into your business. But we actually think overall, it's going to help us out because people know that we're serious about it. They'll look for off peak hours to come and visit us. We're really happy with how things went and the feedback that we got like through social media just says like, I can't think of a single negative comment that we've gotten beyond one or two people that were upset about face masks. You know, if that's the worst thing that could happen to us, then we're fine with that. Let's talk about Lindy's. Tell me first about what um, what you guys did uh, on the patio. What was the plan heading into the weekend? We looked at the space that we had available and we actually took a tape measure and figured out how many tables we could get there. All of our tables are at least six feet apart. And then we also took those social distancing cues that we were told about um, and just worked with it. So Lindy's is the, the, the patio is, n is no reservations. So it's first come, first serve. But we did a couple of things to minimize the congregation of people. The, the things that we did were, you know, when you came and put, placed your name, we, we had a manager at, the, at the, the gate when you came in to kind of reinforce uh, how many people were coming in and coming out. And then the second thing we did was we were taking phone numbers and, um, you know, just saying that we're going to text people when their table was ready. We're going to give them kind of like a 10 minute grace period. So, uh, you know, especially on Saturday, it was so beautiful. People got to walk around and be outside. And if we said, hey, it's going to be 25 or 30 or, you know, 45 minutes, check back with us or we'll text you. And then we just, so that was the way that we as the team figured out the, the best way to keep people from congregating all in one spot because no one wants to see a group of people waiting. That was the plan going in. In terms of executing over the weekend, was there, uh, how did everything go? And was there anything that came up that you didn't think of or anything that ended up being more of a challenge than you thought or were things easier than you thought? Well, I think on Friday night uh, for us, the, 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 the worst thing that showed up was rain, right? So when you're outside and, you know, they talked about the outside seating and this is the season where it could be absolutely spectacular or you can get a bunch of rain and then we kind of go into our hot season. So we had rain on Friday, which was a bit of a bummer. Saturday was a beautiful day all day, and people were willing to wait. You know, yesterday was a pretty great day, too, as well. Brunch was big. And I think that the conviviality, the idea that guests getting together and uh, enjoying themselves outside to get back to some sense of normalcy was something that we were excited to see. The one thing that really did surprise us is that most guests who sat in, in groups of 10 or smaller, that was the maximum size, um, we've only got one table that can seat eight, and the rest are fours or deuces. But the the thing that I think surprised us as a team the most is that a lot of the tables weren't wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I get the herd mentality. I mean, if you've been with these people 
um, kind of, you know, in your little area, like when, when you're with your family, you know, you go out, you're, you're, you're safe in that group. But for us, you know, we're all clad with masks and, and we've got these sanitization procedures and we're, cl we're disinfecting the tables between uses and we're rolling up the silverware with gloves on. And, and, it, and it seemed like guests were just, you know, willing to just be. And it was kind of nice to see their freedom. Mm -hmm. um, so that was pleasing. And, and, and I'm hoping that they were all people who've been sequestered together and that they weren't putting anybody at risk. For us, the, the, you know, the thing that we're still continuing to do at Lindy's is we're still continuing to do a symptom survey. Mm -hmm. um, so that means that anyone who uh, clocks in, uh, and they all have to clock in, right? So the, the thing that we did was we put it on the POS. So uh, they get checked. They asked about a temperature, and we actually take their temperature and check their temperature at Lindy's. So we make sure that no one has a temperature, uh, anybody with any symptoms. Anybody who's, uh, you know, been around somebody or traveled, those people are flagged for manager approval before they can clock in. And um, so we're making sure that we're trying to make sure to the best of our ability that our team is healthy and ready to work. I walked by uh, Lindy's and I saw you took the bar seats away, right? So that yes, we did. Means if, if you're on the patio, the only place to go is your table. So you, you the, probably yeah. didn't have a congregation milling about issue, right? No, I yeah. think one of the things that Lindy's is, is Lindy's has been there. It'll be 40 years, mm -hmm. 40 years next year. So we've been through phases where we've been the darling of the neighborhood and also the, the dastard, the bad person of the neighborhood. And, you know, part of being a good part of the community is we took our bar, t bar seats away because, you know, when you have one table, one seat every six feet, uh, it just doesn't make sense, right? There's no, there's none of that energy there. So we figured we could put a couple of tables around there and allow people to enjoy themselves. And it was interesting, you know, I saw some people I hadn't seen. I was on Friday night before the rain happened. And, you know, we had a couple of tables. They were camping. They were spent two, three hours there. But it's good to see the village kind of get back to their normal, you know, like to that whole rhythm where people can go out and, and, and feel good about their experiences that they're having. And we were happy to be part of it. When it rained, how did how did you handle that? I mean, there's a there's a little bit of cover, <laughs> you know. You're not completely open, but um, zero cover. No, you didn't have. I mean, you have you have uh, uh, umbrellas and stuff, right? We 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 do, right? So we do. And uh, you know, Todd uh, has been the general manager there for eight. You know, he's been there for 18 years, mm -hmm. and he understands that weather. He's got a special. He's got like this bootleg, like secret weather app thing that he's got going on you know they've been around enough to know if it, if it breaks a certain way by an hour out or like by 270 or a little bit further out that they're going to get rain so we actually stopped seating before guests uh you know about 45 minutes when we thought it was going to hit and then uh i would say he was probably off about five minutes but pretty darn accurate. And so people just took their food to go. Normally what would happen, Dan, is that, is that we would just kind of make room for people inside the restaurant, but there's actually uh, no seating in the restaurant. So yeah. we did the best we could to just box stuff up. You know, if people needed to pop in and keep social distancing just to keep dry, they could do it inside the building, but they weren't allowed to eat. It sounds like the customers were pretty good. I mean, were there, were there any bad interactions, people that weren't understanding, you know, kind of the new norms, the new rules you'd put into place, or was everyone pretty well behaved? No, everybody was great. I think that they're excited to see that we're taking a lot of precautions, even if they're not. It's interesting that you read a lot about and you hear a lot about when 
they do guest surveys, you know, about the general populace, they're not as worried about the restaurants taking precautions mm -hmm. as they are about their um, fellow shoppers or other people in the grocery store. So, you know, I think with the distancing piece, the fact that everybody is in a mask, the fact that everybody uh, is, you know, continuing to clean the restaurant down on a continuous basis. We've taken all these steps. Like, for instance, we don't put salt and peppers on the tables anymore. The wine glasses that we, we do, we're not putting the wine glasses out on the tables anymore. So, you know, like, there are all these cues that we're trying to be as careful as possible with their health, even though there's been, been no correlation between food and coronavirus. Again, I think you can't take too many precautions. Overt sanitation yeah. um, and trust is, is the name of the game.